Church, it is so wonderful to be with you again and to kick off our study of First Chronicles. We're really First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and Ezra. They all kind of stitch and weave together. Some people think that it was written perhaps by Ezra himself, but that's not the important part, okay? Before we dive into it, I want to ask you this question. Powerful question, and it's the question I think in many ways that the text is asking us, which is this. What story are you living out of? What story is orienting, guiding, driving, motivating your life? What story are you living into? Is it the American story? The story of upward mobility? The story of keeping up with the Joneses? The story of the American dream? Yeah. Is it a story of victimhood? Perhaps you've experienced trauma. Is it a story of discouragement? Maybe you're wrestling with anxiety, depression. Maybe the future looks bleak. There's illness in your life or in the lives of your family. I don't know. I don't know what your story is at or where you are. But I do know this, that you and I are storied creatures, which is why First Chronicles is a good thing for us to sink our teeth into. Because see, the... Ezra, or whoever, the chronicler, is writing to a disoriented people. He's writing to the remnant of Israel that has finally returned after years in Babylonian captivity. Okay, So this is a people who, in many ways, they're asking this question, does God still care about us? Do we still have a place in his story? Because everything said, everything that they knew said, no, maybe we've been written out of God's story. Because, see, we, we lost the temple, we lost Jerusalem, the Davidic line was corrupted. It's like, our whole nation, our identity is all falling apart. And we've been servants, and now we're a vassal state to the Babylonian Empire. So, in chapter, chapter 1 here, you'd think that maybe the author would set the, set the scene a little bit. But no, what does he do? Jumps straight in, says, Adam, Adam, Seth, Enosh. Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. Later on in verse 28, the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Ishmael. You were in genealogies. God bless all of us who get to teach through genealogies. So why? Why genealogies? Well, because see, each of these names, especially in an oral culture, for the people of Israel, it's, it's shorthand, Right? Their stories have been passed around the campfire, around, um, around Babylon as they tried to fit in. So when I, said, when I say Adam, what does it immediately inspire? Genesis, Genesis 1, the creation, right? Which is ultimately that story that reveals the creative heart of a God who loves the world, who created it, who blessed it, who calls it good, who is for it, and who commissions humanity to participate in creation. They've got a role, they've got a purpose. See, it's a story, it's this animating story that immediately gets triggered. That's why genealogy, because what, what the chronicler is doing here is saying, hey, remnant Israel, discouraged, depressed, lost, frustrated, Joseph, North Coast Calvary Chapel, you, you belong to the great story. You are, in fact, have been swept up in the great story and written into it. One of the lies of our culture is that it's up to you to write your own story. Don't be a victim. Now, that's, some of that's kind of true. We have profound capacity for choice. We do. We get to partner with God in crafting our story. 
But see, the thing is, God, you know, I come back to Psalm 139 so often. You know, because the, the beginning of that, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew who I was when I was in my mother's womb, right? He's got a destiny and a plan for me, and he's got a destiny and a plan for you. And here, through all of First Chronicles, the naming of the names, it may not mean a ton to you and I. If you really dig in, there's all sorts of scholarly books that can unpack a bunch of these. But if you are reading through, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, if you've read through the Old Testament, you went to Sunday school, you'll start recognizing some of these names and you'll see it will trigger whole stories that cascade and unfold. So the good news, the daily hope today, as we kick off Chronicles, is that you and I are wrapped up, swept up in the great story, that we have not been abandoned, though we may feel like it, though your circumstances may feel like it, you can, you can read, you can search, you can pour through the scriptures, and you will time and time again find a God who comes near to the brokenhearted, near to the disoriented, near to those who seem as if they have no hope, and he speaks a better story into their hearts and their minds. They start dreaming of a future. They start being pulled forward, out of pain, out of victimhood, out of loss and grief, into hope, joy, meaning, and purpose. So follow along with us as we go through Chronicles, first and second Chronicles into Ezra throughout the rest of our three-year reading planet and learn with me the story that you and I are a part of. It's a beautiful, powerful, transformative one. And it's one that you and I get to live out. We can carry this story out into the world and we can include, invite other people to join us in it. I'm so grateful to be a part of your church, to be a part of the story of what God is doing in and through North Coast Calvary Chapel. I firmly believe that there are incredible things ahead for this Jesus community. It's a privilege to serve and to worship alongside of each of you. So may you be blessed today. May you take hope today. The God of Chronicles is the God of Adam, is the God of Abraham, is the God of Jesus Christ who entered into our story in a profound way was resurrected, will come again, and calls you friend, calls you son, calls you daughter, and says, you won't believe what story I have in store for you. Be well, church.